0: Inside the halls of American hospitals, millions of people find comfort, healing, and support. But for many doctors and nurses, this couldn't be further from the truth. This podcast will dive into the shadows of American healthcare to investigate and uncover the abuse, control, and political power plays that leave the very people responsible for our nation's health broken and battered.
1: We're sharing stories of professionals in medicine that have experienced horrendous treatment at the hands of a broken system that does nothing to stop the trauma. As the Association of American Medical Colleges states, long before the Me Too movement, women in medicine have instinctively banded together to counter a culture that too often tolerated harassment.
0: From systemic trauma to abusive power to the unspoken rules of cover-ups and corruption, Mandy, Irby, and Susie will take you to the darkest corners of healthcare in America so you can have an inside look at bringing humanity
1: back, bringing humanity back, back to, to medicine. medicine. Sensitive content warning. This podcast will share details of triggering subjects such as sexual assault and workplace violence. So if you aren't in a space to listen, respect your mental health and tune in again at another time. Good morning, hee hee. How are you? Good morning.
0: I'm doing well. I'm really excited to dive into this very sticky topic. It's filled with manipulation and suspense and lots of big
1: emotions. Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. Hey there, I'm Mandy. Welcome back to the Pulse Check Podcast. And we're jumping in to some hospital retention and uh, the real turnover numbers that we have found from 2020, like we've been saying, you're, you're losing nurses, nurses are leaving. There's a, um, what, what are they saying? Mass exodus of nurses being mistreated and leaving the hospital. And I have got some um, down information from some friends recently that there are some letters going out and I received one and it is complete BS. Tell me about that. Avi hospitals are strapped because of the turnover. And also like everything in this article just outlines it really well. They're losing nurses. They're p- having to pay for travelers and they're having to shift everyone that they have around to cover. So like everyone's going into. So why are we firing
0: people for not getting vaccinated?
1: No, the turnover is happening for a variety of reasons. COVID stress, mistreatment, um, retirement. Sure, but
0: what's the question?
1: Hospitals tactics, to try to retain the nurses that they have and recruit nurses into their hospital. I just met with nurses last night and they talked about letters that they're receiving that are super gaslighty and blamey and shady um, like and manipulative. What? Like,
0: like what are these letters saying? I say, guess I'm assuming that they're saying you're going to get fired if you don't take no. the vaccine. Oh, they okay, say so see, that's,
1: it's such a privilege to work here and be a healthcare provider. You're so lucky To have the job that you have. A letter was sent to me. I left in the beginning of 2020. Obviously, I didn't leave because of COVID, because it happened before COVID, but the letter was like a blanket 2020 letter. And it said, Last year was really rough on everybody. I give this like head shake when I say it, because the CEO like talks like that. Last year was really rough on everybody. Um, You have a calling. And we need to band together to help our community and folks with a calling have a place here. You should be working and helping us in our goal to improve the health of our community. Like pressuring me They're They use the, the spin of like, you're a nurse for a reason. You need to be working here. You need to come back. They did not outline how it was going to be safe. They didn't outline the measures that they've taken to ensure safety. They didn't outline any sort of hiring bonus or retention bonus or better hours. They didn't outline anything that uh, were the reasons why a lot of nurses left last last year. They just pushed how I should be working for them because I am supposed to be a nurse. (laughs) And everything's fine. Yeah. Like, haven't you had enough time off? You should come back because, because it's your job. Like, because, because you're a nurse what? and we need nurses. <laughs> no. And I, that was the letter I was trying to find and I couldn't find. And I think I just got so mad at seeing it. Every time I saw it, I threw it out because I wanted to keep it somewhere where I would like see it and be able to talk about it. And then I think I just got so mad about it. I just shredded it because it was It was shaming me for leaving and it was minimizing my feelings of why I left. It was a mail. It was sent in the mail. The reason they had my address is because they used to send me paychecks. So they just are recruiting people who have already quit without addressing any changes or improvements that they've made without taking any responsibility for how difficult it was. They didn't, Like I couldn't even imagine getting that letter if I had gotten COVID at work, if my family member had died of COVID, I couldn't have Mm -hmm. even imagined reading it and not just like storming into that office Mm -hmm. and being like, how dare you, Mm -hmm. how dare you tell me that my duty right now is to come work for you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And now they're sending letters to current employees saying you have a privilege to be a nurse right now. You should be grateful that you have a job in this market.
0: What? You guys are screaming that there is a nurse shortage.
1: You should be grateful. You have a job, you have an income, you support your family. So pretty much like sit tight and quit bitching. And then another story I heard was y'all are making it more difficult for yourselves by not being positive when you interact with each other, you are making others upset. When you complain in public with each other, you shouldn't do that because there's a lot of nurses leaving and it's because of the negative atmosphere that you're creating, including like the hardships that the hospital has undergone in the last year. Like it's been hard for everybody. So your hard is not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth the conversation. It's not worth me addressing. It's not worth us putting any sort of value on it. It's just, you need to just be quiet. It's hard enough to keep nurses here. And then they were blaming and not addressing the unsafe work conditions, the unsafe um, patient staff ratio, the no um, raises. They're not even keeping up with cost of living. There's no retention bonus. There's no hiring bonus. And it's on units where they're paying travelers almost double. I mean, they're just like grasping at straws, but they're doing it in a really ugly way. They're manipulating, they're gaslighting, they're telling folks that it's great here compared to other places and that you have a duty. You have a duty as a nurse. This is your calling. You should be working at the bedside to promote a healthy community and to take care of our patients in need, is what this letter said. Oh, God. You have a duty to keep your employees safe. You have a duty to not kill your staff. And OSHA just disappeared last year and hospitals don't have to address how unsafe it is to work there, let alone be taken care of there. Nurses are leaving because they cannot provide safe, quality care in the work conditions that they have. You cannot send a letter to someone and say, sit tight and shut up. You're the reason people are leaving and think that, that people are that dumb. People can be manipulated like that. People will want to work with you. They spend their time on the computer looking for other jobs is what they're doing after reading that letter.
0: Okay. So tell me about this article that we looked at the National Healthcare Retention and RN Staffing Report. And this was published in 2021. So 2021. recently, right? And yeah. it looked at the years of 2019 into 2020. And wow, it was really
1: mind blowing. At the top of this, it says recruitment, period, retention, period, results, period.
0: Right, it does.
1: And <laughs> this company, they state, Um, It's a national high volume nurse recruitment and retention firm. So just so we know our goals. (laughs) So this, this summary, which they are very excited to share in 2021, because all of their 226 hospitals participated in this survey. So these are 2020 numbers from hospitals. It outlines what's happening in numbers, which is hospital turnover is at 19% in 2020 hospitals did not meet their goal to reduce turnover. And they're doubling down by setting higher goals to reduce turnover in 2021. So they are hospitals are caught with their pants down because they're actually having to care for sick people, sick folks, and they're disregarding their staff as human beings and the safety of their staff. And they are, you know, profit over people. They, are you know, many CEOs still got their bonuses. They still got paid more hospitals made more last year than they did the year before. Like they are making adjustments according to profit and they are leaving staff and the vulnerable populations that they care for in the dust. And they are um, now having to look at their turnover numbers because they're so high and hiring um, is so difficult. And that's what this report outlines is, um, it's just costing them too much. So the cost of a turnover, a nurse averages. Now, if you've left and you look back, you will be excited by this number, $40,000. It cost them when you left. (laughs) I only laugh because $40,000 could have like bought a bunch of PBE last year, right? That could have bought all the masks you needed. I'm so sour over that. So that's costing turnover is costing a hospital average of 3.6 million to $6.5 million a year is like when a nurse leaves after they've been trained. And, you know, I don't know all the costs that go into it, but hiring, recruiting, hiring, training, replacing staff. And they're also, um, to fill the gaps, they're having to recruit and hire new nurses they're having to use um, a pool of nurses, which I think a lot of folks are experiencing being put into a pool when they're not usually put into a pool. I know nurse educators are on the unit. I know labor is going to ICU labor is going all over the place. Um, Step-down units are now ICUs. So the hospital is like a pool of staff now (laughs) instead of uh, specialties where you kind of stay in your specialty because you specialize with that. And, um, they are also dealing with retirement. Retirement is up. Those numbers came out in this in this report for the first time, um, and travelers. So they're having to pay an exorbitant amount of money for travelers to fill the spots when nurses um, leave. So that's what this report. Some of it is um, stood out to me. Showed. <laughs> Voluntary terminations accounted for 94% of all hospital separations. That wasn't a shock to me. Was that a surprise to you?
0: It was. So I saw that, you know, when we're talking about retention rates for RNs between 2016 and 2020, it fluctuated between 15 and 20%. The hospitals around the nation had a goal in 2020 to reduce their turnover by 3.7%. So a little bit less than five, but more than 2.5. So a a pretty good amount, a nice solid number there.
1: So then then, what happened?
0: Right. In 2020, what we saw was it actually rose 1.7%. So not good there. That for me was like, wowzer, what is going on? And our current national turnover rate is 18.7, nearly 20%. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that's what nurses, that's what healthcare pros have been shouting from the rooftops. Like if you want folks to stay, there are ways to treat your current employees better. I mean, we've been saying this for decades, especially in the last 10 years, I think especially in the last 5 years we've talked about this on previous episodes new generations coming into the workforce kind of have different values and we've always been saying you need to treat the people that are here as if they are valuable to you as if they are your biggest asset because experienced nurses they're the nurses are the number one you know the number one staff in numbers in the hospital system in my town it's like i think the biggest workforce in my town because the hospital is the biggest employer treat them like they are an asset because they are you've put money into us you put training into us time energy all of the things that create an asset and it's like i see you as a business but like you're not always that doesn't always line up like you should be valuing your assets and what when you ask your asset oh what would make you stay what would make you happy the answer number one answer Every time, 100% of the time, is money. It is a trade relationship. We are not a family. I do not owe you. This is not my calling for free. It's a job. So I give you my time and expertise. You give me money. Right. And like that could be a variety of benefits, health care, child care, all of that could be banked, you know, banked in, but it's money and they're just, someone's recently said they're hemorrhaging nurses without addressing it really in an ethical smart business way so this this report is trying to what give solutions right to the vacancy
0: and you just talked about how much losing nurses cost hospitals. And so if they're hemorrhaging nurses, think about the money that they're losing that actually could be put into treating their current nurses. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. right. It's like, it, the system just doesn't even
1: make sense. Well, it's like, they don't know that we notice oh. I, I just saw, do, though. I just saw in a big um, nurse group that there are I saw an $11,000 retention bonus for staying. I don't know what the guidelines were, but but that was a full-time employee and a part-time employee is 5,000. This report just covers full-time and part-time because not every hospital gave all of their numbers. $11,000 is a minuscule amount compared to what they're paying travelers to fill your spot when you leave. It seems like a no brainer. (laughs)
0: Well, also without your nurses, you don't have a business. So (laughs) it makes no sense. Like you can't grow your business by always having this huge turnover and nearly 30% of nurses, more than 27% of new nurses will leave in the first year. That is mind blowing to me. Wow. That's crazy.
1: That's a bad ROI right there.
0: (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) <laughs> think about the money loss that could be being put back into your actual business by treating your current nurse as well. And it would right. literally totally flip your ROI. Totally flip mm-hmm. it on its head.
1: Hmm. These numbers are crazy to me. In the first year. and And I do think, and I applaud Gen Z for coming in, getting a little feel around. I don't know what your nursing school, and I only speak I mostly speak about nurses because I'm a nurse, but in nursing school back in the day, they were pushing med surge, push, 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 push. Like, Oh, you can't, you can't specialize. Who are you? Who are you to specialize? You came in a nursing school. You need to get skills. You need to go practice. You need to go get confidence. You need to, um, rise the ladder, you know, scale, climb the ladder, do it on med surge, get some skills and then go specialize. Are, are you a new grad listening? Have you stepped foot on a med surge unit? taking a little journey down the hallway. I have a family member who is like, it is the shitting ground for the hospital. It's like the dumping ground. med surge nurses are incredible. And the ones that I worked with and met that were like lifers, they were like, oh my gosh, med I love med surge because you get a variety. And they just liked the, the benefits of med surge were real for them. But a lot of folks, there's a lot of cool nurses that go to med surge. Cause there's always a lot of, I feel like there's always a lot of turnover and then new, grad, new grad nurses, Gen Z, you put Gen Z in the med, in the med surge. They're like, uh uh-uh, uh-uh, this is not, this is not going to happen for me. I ain't, up with this. <laughs> I ain't putting up with this. No, 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 no. They are out. They are out. They are gone. I don't know where y'all are going, but uh, I'm, I'm here for that. Like I need more of that in my life because I grew up with the, get a job, stay there. You're a valuable asset. If you can just sit tight and like live through all of the hurt, that's not healthy. Yeah. I
0: think Gen Z has got it right when it comes to holding organizations accountable, um, not only for the care of their patients, but the care of their staff, of their people who actually make it a business. Exactly. And That's important. And I think that is such a blind spot that so many hospitals have currently is they just don't see their nurses as the valuable
1: pieces, you know, that they are. Yeah, for sure. If you're going to travel, um, traveling went up due to COVID travel rates, went up 200%. I see you let us know what that's like we've, we've interviewed, um, some travel nurses here. I want to hear what that's like for you. What's the difference? Um, what's it feel like to not feel like you're like stuck in a, in a culture, you have an out, you have a time limit. I want to hear the difference and what made you go to travel. If you think you'll stay there a while, or you'll go back to a unit. I'd love to hear about that. And I'd love to hear your response about these numbers. Um, are you surprised by it costing $40,000 a nurse? Are you surprised by how much money they're paying for turnover versus travelers. What are your ideas? We'd love to hear it. Let us know. You can find us on pulsecheck.podcast on Instagram. we would love to have you on the podcast and you'll be anonymous as always. Thanks, hehe This was awesome. Uh, eye-opening.
0: It is. Uh, these numbers were really mind-blowing for me and we will link this article for y'all in the show notes so you can check it out there.
1: Yeah. Tell us what turnover is doing on your unit and how it's impacted you. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We wanted to leave you with a
0: quick stat and something to think about until we see you next time.
1: According to a 2018 report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, the prevalence of sexual harassment in academic medicine is almost double that of other science and engineering specialties. This presents a serious danger that ripples into patient safety, clinical outcomes, and burnout which leads to costly loss of talent. How much safer could medicine be if nurses and physicians weren't also battling sexual harassment day in and day out? If you or anyone you know has a story to share, please contact us on Instagram at pulsecheck.podcast. We'd love to share your story.